0: Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. News only is directed.
1: Tonight Scott Sattler and Tony Squires with you and what a thrill to be joined by future immortal Jonathan Thurston ahead of the grand final replay the Cowboys Broncos blockbuster. James Roberts wants to be there but first he has to convince the judiciary he didn't kick anyone. Brent Reid will keep us up to date.
0: Welcome to the Rush Hour.
1: Yes, welcome to you all and a big, special welcome to Mr Scott Sattler. Sats, how are you going? Thanks, Tony. It's a uh, privilege to be here with you. Well, a a former teammate of yours, um, Mm. whose name won't be mentioned, says your food
2: obsession is prawns. Uh, (laughs) Is that true? Are you completely (laughs) obsessed with prawns? I can only think of the only person, be Ryan Skunk (laughs) (laughs) Girdler. Skunk? Have you, have you never heard the nickname skunk? No. Okay, that's something for the weekend for okay. you. Okay, skunk. Has he always yeah. been skunk? Always been skunk. All right, beautiful. Yeah. Have but you no, prawns. Been prawns? Mm-hmm. No, prawns hasn't been an obsession of mine. Really? It gives me, it gives me gout, so yes, I can't that's eat too said. many of them. <laughs> See, I wasn't going to say the gout word. <laughs> I just walked straight into that, didn't I? <laughs> Uh, I
1: love it. It's going to be terrific to share this hour with you, Scott Sattler, one of the legends of the game. Uh, of course, it is about James Roberts and about so much else this hour. We're going to chat with Jonathan Thurston very shortly about that game of footy. I'm so looking forward to Jude Bolton uh, as well. But the judiciary, James Robert, Roberts is there. I think we can go to Brent Reed from The Australian. I don't know if I can hear him over the top. There's a bit of a music going on at the... Uh at the judiciary time. What's, I no, get no kick oh. from oh. Sham mm. Oh, they've got some theme music. That's clever. That's very clever of the NRL just Because if people have to wait while judiciary members miss their planes, they need something, something to keep them entertained. Scotty Sattler, Brent if that's Reed. The
2: music, if that's the music.
3: It's not looking good for James Roberts. <laughs> exactly. Brent Reed, how are you, buddy? Good boys, the good news, all the uh, panel members are here, so oh, no. we may start on time tonight, <laughs> good news that,
1: that is very good news, alright, so what's, what's he, he's facing uh, this charge, he's mm. got Nick Gabar, They've, in fact yeah. they were offered last night, weren't they, because they got a game on Friday night They mm. said, nut nut nut, we want our man and our man
3: is available tonight yeah, and why wouldn't you want Nick Cabar? He's got a great record here. He obviously got Jack Whiten off the other week. I can see James Roberts through some shutters right now. There's some shutters at Rugby League Central that sort of are open. So you can see him just sitting and waiting. He looks quite relaxed. He's got a coffee there and a water. And uh, Nick was just in the room. He's just left it, I guess, to put some finishing touches on things. But he looks very relaxed, James Roberts, for a guy who's facing, obviously, a one week suspension for that contrary conduct charge.
2: Well, just on that, Reedy, contrary conduct. Why is it contrary conduct and not kicking?
3: Yeah, uh, it's almost called girds and skanks. Please, skanky. Uh, no, apparently, it relate. Apparently, it relates to the level of force. So to, to be a kicking charge, there has to be a certain level of force. Obviously, the force in this kick wasn't enough, and that's why it's contrary conduct. So that explains that part of it.
1: Right. I get no contrary conduct from champagne. Doesn't sound the same, does <laughs> it? Doesn't sound the <laughs> doesn't same. Doesn't does sound the same. No. Is he got really, realistically, what shot does he have?
3: Yeah, look, I would suggest rather slim, but with the judiciary in the NRL these days, who knows what's going to happen, Tony. But but you'd think, you know, it's hard to argue that he lashed out at him and and connected with him. So on that front, it's hard to see him getting off. But as I said, it's a bit of a lottery these days. So, you know, obviously they've taken the chance because he faced one week of the early guilty plea and he faced one week with a guilty uh, charge. So it didn't really matter, it just meant it just impacted on the amount of carryovers points he uh, he had at the end of tonight, so it's it's a tough one. It's going to be difficult to get out of, but he's got the right blo- bloke with Nick Cabar.
1: All right, he has indeed. Look, there's plenty more. I want to get to you to talk about while you're waiting for that judiciary uh, update. I want to talk to you about Blake Austin, his chances mm. as well. Uh, that is ahead. Uh, Jonathan Thurston though joins us next. This is the rush hour. You listen to Triple M doing it for Nicorette. Quick mist.
0: This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. News only is directed.
1: It's the Rush Hour on Triple M. What a great thrill to be joined by one of the all-time greats, Cowboys skipper Jonathan Thurston, J- JT. Thanks so much for being part of the show this evening.
4: And yeah, no always Thanks for having me.
1: Uh, look, uh, uh, I called it the competition early this season. I said it was over. I said just let the Cowboys and the Broncos play. That's the grand final. It should be the grand final. It was the grand final last year. It's come a couple of weeks early. How are you feeling?
4: Uh, yeah, very excited. Um, you know, we had a really good opportunity last week to um, get a preliminary final at home, but uh, it's come a week early for us and doesn't get any bigger than playing the Broncos at home in a, in a semi final. So, you know, the town is buzzing and, and the players are very excited.
2: John, I just on that game last week against the Melbourne Storm and The three of your big men, Tamo and and Matty Scott and Jason Talmalolo, they they ran for less than 100 metres, which is so much unlike them. Leading into this week, have they taken that personally, the three of them?
4: Uh, Yeah, yep. You know, um, I think we went away from what works for us best uh, last week, and that's, um, you know, using our big boys a lot more through the middle third, but... Uh, Certainly, you know, those boys were... Everyone was disappointed with the way that we played, but, um, you know, we got beaten by three penalty goals, so... Um, You know, when we're playing a a team like Melbourne, you can't give them uh, a head start or you can't give them a leg up. and We gave them plenty of leg ups uh, during that match. We kept turning the ball over or coming out of our own end. And, you know, they just uh, applied so much pressure to us. So, um, yeah, you know, we're all disappointed with the way that we played. But, um, you know, the positive thing about it is uh, the way that we defended and we'll need to keep that going throughout the next couple of weeks if we're going to survive.
2: Now the Broncos—they've seemed to be playing with a little bit more creativity and expansion over the, over the last probably three or four weeks. Do you prepare for that sort of approach Friday night from the Bronx?
4: Yeah, we've done a fair bit of video work on them, and uh, you can see that uh, you know their, their service players—the the one, six, and seven—are are linking uh, during games, especially coming out of uh, out of their own end. Uh, you know, they got a lot of uh, cross plays with Milf and, and Benny Hunt out in the back with Darbs at the back. So they got a lot of players in motion and, uh, you know, whoever has the ball in their hands is, is, is the threat. But, you know, the individual players is what hurts teams the most. And um, you've got to be good defensively when you come up against them.
1: JT you're furious with Jason Talmalolo for taking your players player award from me you You've won it three years in a row
4: <laughs> <laughs> no not at all it's uh, a great reward for the season that he's had you know I've, I've said it before you know there's no higher honour in the game than to be voted by your peers as the best and um, you know it's a great reward for the way that he's played throughout the year and um, you know, I've seen him um, grow over the last couple of years. Green has got him playing his best footy and, you know, he's uh, starting to become a leader at our club. So, um, yeah, you know, really happy for him and we'll need him firing on Friday night. The
1: Broncos bashing each other. Is good sign or a bad sign? Josh McGuire, Solisi Fanaki having a little bit of a set two at training. What do you make of that?
4: Uh, yeah, not too much. It's just Moose being Moose. Um, <laughs> you know, he's uh, quite quite fiery, um, you know he trains the way that he plays so, you know, it comes to no surprise uh, to, to, to me, obviously playing alongside Moose in the representative arena, so um, but yeah, you know, I don't read too much into it.
1: Every week you come up with the same effort, the same intensity the same professionalism, how do you spend, what's downtime for Jonathan Thurston?
4: Uh chilling at home with the kids. <laughs> 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 <Jeez>. <laughs> that's the downtime, so um, yeah, you know, I used to play a fair bit of golf, uh, pre kids, but that's been put on the back banner, so Um, Now it's just, you know, taking the kids for a ride on the bike or, um, you know, just spending time with the kids down at the park. So, um, yeah, you know, it's still great up here in Townsville. The weather's beautiful and um, we get to do that quite often, so I'm very lucky.
2: Now, your relationship and your combination with, with Gavin Cooper on that left side, is that something that's just developed over game time, Jono, throughout the years of playing together or is it a lot of work, a lot of extra work behind the scenes that's gone into that combination?
4: Um, you know, Gavin and I arrived at the club at the same year back in 2005 So uh, we've had a pretty strong friendship uh, since then He's obviously gone on to a couple of different clubs But uh, he, I was the first person he rang when he was deciding to come back So um, you know, he's my roomie when we travel uh, everywhere, so you know we're we're very close uh, mates, and um, that transfers onto onto the paddock. So um, you know he's a really good talker, Gavin. Uh, he communicates a lot out on the field, especially uh, you know on both sides of the ball. Uh, defensively, he's always talking to the to the middles and and things like that. So um, you know he's been playing wonderful footy for us as well. But you know the combination is um, something that we continue to work on. Friday night, it will
1: be a brilliant game of footy. It is the Broncos, the Cowboys, who have just given us such absolute joy over the past, what, four or five meetings separated by a point, uh, an amazing grand final. It's going to be another one of those games this weekend. You can sense it building. Jonathan Thurston, always a great honour to have a chat with you. Thanks so much for talking to us here on the Rush Hour.
2: Thanks,
4: Jonathan. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me, boys.
1: There he is, JT, one of the all-time legends next. We'll go to the judiciary. Reedy will give us an update. We're doing it for Nicorette Mist on Triple M.
0: This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quickmist for fast craving relief. News only is directed.
1: Tony Squires and Scott Sattley with you on this Wednesday night as James Roberts tries to fight that contrary uh, conduct charge at the judiciary. Brent Reid is there for us. Any update, mister?
3: Yeah, hello boys. It's just begun actually. Peter McGrath, the uh, prosecutor, just outlined the the whole contrary conduct charge and why it was contrary conduct rather than kicking. Mm -hmm. And he said what we said. There wasn't enough force to warrant a kicking charge and there was no sense that uh, Ryan Simpkins was in any danger with the kick. So that's why it was contrary conduct rather than dangerous conduct because the force was so low, he was actually never in any danger of being seriously injured.
1: Yeah, he almost reversed onto his foot now that I think about it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll get more detail as the uh, hour moves on. Just quickly, the the Raiders in uh, the other game, what's going on with Blake Austin?
3: Well, I think Blake Austin's training right. He trained earlier today, but they were having a run tonight. So the expectation was that Blake Austin would get through that training session. He got through this morning and he'd be right to play this weekend. So that's a bit of good news for the the Raiders, given that Josh Hodgson looks millions to take his place in the team. So the expectation... go on. I've seen this picture
1: on the back page of the telly of uh, Blake Austin's hand with a scar and it's swollen.
3: It looks like a football. I mean, how do you play with that? Well, it's funny, Tony. I saw him last weekend down at the game, and I, he was in the dressing sheds afterwards. And he didn't didn't have a bandage on the hand. And I'm, I agree, it looked it looked terrific, to be honest. A, and a lot, lot of I'm it is- the- a lot yeah. of it's
2: like scar tissue, guys. A lot of it, it will, it will remain swollen for, for a long time after surgery anyway, but you can still function through it, if that makes sense.
1: Scott Sattler, mm. be honest with us. You're yes. playing against Blake Austin at the weekend. He runs mm. towards you. Do you have a little go at trying to grab his hand? Well, you know when the hand goes on the ground yeah. and you just step on it?
3: <laughs>
1: oh, that's, that's always a good one. Is that contrary conduct or yeah. kicking? <laughs> well, that,
3: yeah. sounds, that sounds like dangerous conduct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it
1: does indeed. Ready? we'll check in with you very shortly. We've got a sports update for you very soon. Speaking of injury concerns, milk Melbourne Storm have a major one. Find out about that next on The Rush Hour.
0: This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. The Rush
1: Hour Triple for Nicorette Australia's number one quit smoking brand. Use only as directed. Do prawns actually give you gout, Scott Sattler? Is that what it is? They happens? can, Tony. Yeah. They can. Right. I thought it was beer that you, gave you gout.
2: No, I don't drink beer. Have you right. ever, you've never had gout, obviously? No, no gout. Um,
1: My brother has gout, you know, like a baby. Really? So can't yeah. walk? Can't walk. Man. And it's yeah. pro- so, is it all seafood or just crustaceans? What are, what are we looking at? Crustaceans,
2: <laughs> um, just seafood, just seafood it doesn't stop me from eating it, but you uh, know, I'll go through the pain. Good man, that's yeah. what I like to hear. What?
0: <laughs> for this. Magic glass, your premier glass replacement specialists. Magicglass.com.au
1: Sports update. As we mentioned, this league news, thanks to Bryden's lawyers, Melbourne Storm's premiership hopes suffered a bit of a blow. Kiwi giant Nelson Osofa Solomona to miss the rest of the year with an elbow injury. Uh, the forward who's provided great impact off the bench this year, he's dislocated
2: his left elbow during a training drill on Wednesday, Sats. That's not oh, good. Well, well, he was... He was meant to, by all accounts, back up for the Intrust Super Cup in Queensland, their feeder club, the Sunshine Coast Falcons, who are playing in a grand final qualifier this week against the Redcliffe Dolphins. So that's a huge loss for them also.
1: All right, New Zealand rugby league singled out the obvious replacement. It's quoted as for outgoing national coach Stephen Kearney after he, of course, uh, took the job at the Warriors. Uh, NZRL boss Alex Hayton uh, told the New Zealand Herald there's one man leading the race for the job, the obvious candidate. David Kidwell He's been there Of course hasn't he As an assistant So I guess he is The man for the job
2: Yeah I think it's Important too Tone I think you have To have a person that Everyone keeps saying You've got to have Australian players Over there And Australian coaches For discipline Whatever it may be I think farther From the truth I think you've got To have a person That understands Their culture over there And understands them Emotionally as well The Kiwis That
1: news, uh, league news, of course, thanks to Bryden's lawyers. Uh, Triple M's own Mick Malloy reckons it's unfair for Sydney Swans' Lance Franklin to sledge opposition players if he's not able to deal with similar treatment. Now, this is, of course, a day after GWS ruckman uh, Shane Mumford apologised to Buddy for (laughs) dropping a mental health sledge during their finals game at ANZ Stadium. Uh, So Malloy addressed it. He said the Giants uh, have announced no action, of course, that will be taken against Mumford after he apologised for saying, good to see you're not on holidays this year. Uh, Mix, a passionate Richmond supporter. said it's unfair for Franklin to be declared off limits from verbal taunts if he himself is dishing them out
4: of his rivals on the field. Now, I'd say this, you know, there's nothing funny about mental health issues. We all know that. Absolutely. But I don't think that's a specific reference. Yes, that's why he's out of the game, but it doesn't matter. If you're being attacked by someone, you are going to, you're not going to think, hang on, What's my measured response to this? <laughs> You're going to fire one back across the net. And for them, for, you know, maybe Buddy Franklin shouldn't be on the front foot at all if he's, if he's vulnerable, given that it's not fair because someone has to think about their response prior to sending one back. I don't know, I love Mick Malloy, but I think it's one of those areas where if
1: somebody mm. is... We're trying to encourage uh, young men, especially in sports and teams, to, if they have a problem to come out and talk about it. Is he it. a Sledger, buddy? I don't think he is. I think he's a very physical player, yeah. Scotty. Very physical. I don't know that it's all about a lip with him. Though. I think it's more about his physical action on yeah. the field. But if you know, if he's going to say he's got a problem, then I don't think it's a good idea for others to then have a crack at him because anybody else has a problem, yeah. they're going to be nervous about mentioning that. Yeah, Sledging, though, you had
2: any champions in the field? Oh, Wendell was good. Wendell used to actually commentate himself when he ran the ball. Oh, he'd run it. and we'd be hanging off him because he was so hard to stop and he'd be actually saying... <laughs> Look at look at Big Dell run. No one can stop Big Dell. He used to commentate. He used to annoy the hell out of you. <laughs> He's the still best doing one, that. Oh, the best one was Joey. Joey was the best. We played Newcastle one day and uh, he knocked a ball on at the scrum and Billy Harrigan said, knock on, and, and Joey argued with Billy and he said, no, I knocked it back. And he said, listen, Joey, zip it up or you'll spend some time on the sideline. He kept complaining. One of our teammates at the Panthers said, you heard what he said, Joey, zip it up. And Joey turned around and looked at him and said, your teammates are right, you are a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> but no one had said anything to Joey. He hadn't. just played on this poor kid's mind.
1: Brilliant. All right, finally in this sports update, uh, I understand that there has been some more information on Channel 9 tonight from uh, Danny Widler about the movements of Kieran Foran.
5: Widely anticipated that Kieran Foran will join the Warriors, but the Bulldogs don't believe that. In the last 48 hours, they have had face-to-face meetings with Kieran Foran to find out exactly where he's at with the Warriors and they could make an offer to Foran as early as tomorrow. Of course Foran does have an association with the Bulldogs coach Des Hasler. He coached him when he was at Manly and Foran really has a good relationship with Hasler. Now it'll be interesting to see if Foran does decide to make that decision uh, but the NRL will play a part in that as well because the NRL have to determine whether Foran will be allowed back into the game. Part of that is his relationship with with Eddie Hayson, the big-time punter. It's worth noting that we may get some clearer answers about that relationship tomorrow, as Eddie Hayson is going to hold a media conference to talk about all of the match-fixing allegations.
1: Danny Widler there speaking on Channel 9. Kieran Foran may not be uh, fait accompli that he is heading to New Zealand. Are the Bulldogs an option for his future? There you go. That's sports update for Magic Glass. We get a news update. Then chat with Jude Bolton, re-AFL, on the Rush Hour. Triple M.
0: This Rush Hour podcast, brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist. For fast craving relief. News only is directed. This is a
1: rush hour Triple M on a Wednesday night. Scott Sattler and Tony Squires with you. Uh, the huge finals continue this weekend. Doesn't get any bigger for the Sydney Swans. They take on Adelaide at the Sydney cricket ground after that defeat. Brutal, brutal by GWS. We're joined now by the one the only Jude Bolton. G'day Bolts. G'day Tony, Scott, how are
2: you boys? <laughs> really good Jude
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very good, I, I don't know how f- I'm feeling I, I was kind of vaguely confident last week Which was uh, seemingly ridiculous in hindsight uh, And I'm vaguely confident again uh, That's a bad sign, isn't it?
6: Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's hard to be confident After the way they performed last week But um, expect a response from the Swans boys I, I, I think uh, it's one of those things where they've had A, a little bit of a soft lead in and uh, certainly the Giants just went after them. They, the, the, the little brother bashed them up, and uh, there was no real pushback. So
1: I expect a big response from them. But that's the same kind of bashing that happened when the Hawks beat them in the grand final a couple of years ago.
6: Yeah, exactly. I, I think um, – I'm not sure yeah, – well, this, this is obviously uh, quite a young side, but there's still some experience there. And it was just um, – uh, it was swans like, not to have that real fight back and, and uh, you know, a bit of – Zest and energy, even in the second half. So they just ran away with it and uh, and opened them up.
2: Now Jude A and Z last week, a, a great scene, great atmosphere with the Swans and the GWS, and it's fantastic for the game. But was it fair? Take your Swans hat off here. Was it fair to take that away from the Swans, even though it was such a big event against the the cross cross city rival? Yeah, it's, got, it's one of
6: those things. That I think they um. Uh, they'd done so much uh, dealings in the back to try and break away from the ANZ uh, stadium during the finals but the, the last uh, note of that deal was that that if it is, in it eventuates to be a uh, Sydney Derby final they'll have to play out there and I guess having 60,000 out there, it did justify there would have been a lot of people who might have turned up to the footy for the first time and they get to experience a great atmosphere and there was Certainly, a hell of a lot of orange out there, which was uh, which was great to see. We get to commentate a lot of the Giants games, and some of the you know the the uh, week in week out, it might be only thirteen or fourteen thousand.
2: Now, much like the NRL, we've got the Penrith Panthers, a very young team sprinkled with some experience, and the GWS, I think, are a little bit like the Panthers in the NRL and the AFL. And a lot of people are saying the Panthers probably a little bit too young to win a premiership. I I think otherwise. Is this the same with the GWS? It's a little bit, I think, um, <laughs> but the history shows
6: that there is there is sides that have that pluckiness. You know, you, you go with reckless abandon when you're young, and you just take the game on. and And now that they've secured a, a home preliminary final, look out! Like that, I think they've got the um, you know the rails run to be on grand final day, and then it's how they cope with the pressure of grand final day because it is a, another beast thing playing on the MCG when there's ninety eight, one hundred and two thousand on the MCG.
1: Jude, Shane Mumford is a terrific bloke. Uh, you obviously know him well. As a, he was a, a swan. He's now at GWS. His apology to Lance Franklin uh, over that sledging. That enough? Just draw a line in the sand, all done?
6: Yeah, I think that's done and dusted. I think, um, you know, it was obviously disappointing the way it unfolded, but there was certainly some angst and, uh, you know, heat out there. So, you know, it was sort of. Um, what was said was said, he apologised and um, you know, they, they sort of move on now and I think uh, certainly the rivalry is built Tony, it's, uh, there's going to be um, certainly it all guns blazing the next time they, they meet and there's still an opportunity for a Sydney Derby Grand Final
1: Yeah, Absolutely, the Swans of course have to go the long way round as do the Hawks, the Swans have to get past Adelaide, the SCG this Saturday night and a man called Eddie Betts, I think what kicked six last weekend looking Kick on six. fire
6: They are the deadliest uh, forward line They're most prolific this year So it is uh, all going to be about Supply from the midfield If they can limit that supply The Swans are a chance If they get beaten out of the
1: midfield Look out uh, and just finally, where what have you been up to today, Jude? Oh
6: yeah, we um Gussie Wallen did the uh, ab sale, uh, which was AbSale for youth down one Market Street the other day, and all it raises money, and people can do it; they can raise money and get get involved uh, in uh, the twenty first, twenty second, twenty third of October, and do the same thing AbSale down, but it all raises money for uh, Triple Care Farm, which is a uh, a, a facility down in the Southern Highlands, it looks after drug-dependent 16- uh, to 24-year-olds. So it was great to tour through the facility and see the great
1: work that Mission Australia and Triple Care Farm are doing. Well done, you, Jude Bolton. Thanks so much for being part of the show. This is The Russia. You're listening to Triple M.
0: This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. News only is directed.
1: You are listening to the Rush Hour on Triple M. Remember, every time we talk about NRL, we do it for Totally Workwear. One of those topics will be James Roberts, who is facing the judiciary tonight in a bid to be playing on Friday night for
3: the Broncos. Reedy is there. Reedy, anything, any news? Bad news for the Broncos, boys. He's been found guilty. So it took the uh, panel about six minutes to make the decision. Pretty quick decision and, and guilty, as I guess we, most of us expected.
1: Okay, so they wow. went the contrary conduct path and they couldn't prove that there was no kicking involved, which is such a bizarre idea. It just seems so <laughs> clear and obvious. So he's, it was it was just it's one game,
3: I take it. One game, that's right, Tony. And you mentioned the kicking thing. That, that became the centre of the whole argument about whether, why, if it was contrary conduct, why wasn't he charged with kicking? That was basically the essence of the argument. And obviously at the end of that, they found that, that he was guilty and, and the argument didn't work and Nick Barr... His great record, the judiciary takes a hit. And uh,
1: disappointment uh, for James Roberts. What was he? Uh, he obviously hasn't spoken as yet.
3: No, he hasn't spoken. He gave no evidence on his own behalf in, in the hearing tone. He actually just uh, sat there sort of placidly and, and watched on as it, as it went on. But he's getting ready to walk out now, so he's about to hopefully say a few words. Ready? I reckon the first line he'll say was, i got
2: a fair hearing.
3: There's a big chance. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the, uh, the cliché uh, hackneyed line, isn't it? <laughs> I right. got for hearing. Yeah, they love that one. Okay, so James Roberts won't be
1: playing on Friday night. Uh, he did not get that. He overturned, he won't be there. Brent Reid, as ever, thank you so much for your efforts from Thanks, the Reed. judiciary this, me- the, uh, this evening. Uh, Scotty Sattler, so what does it mean? Friday night, we have the grand final replay. We spoke to Jonathan Thurston uh,
2: earlier in the show. They don't have James Roberts, the Broncos. Who wins? I think the Cowboys win. I think it's, I think it's a golden point again. You know, you've got to remember in the finals, it's five minutes each way, then it's, then it's played until you drop. So uh, I think Cowboys, and I think it's going to be golden point. Wouldn't that be something if it goes to golden point again? I mean, as yeah. I, I said
1: to JT earlier, and I actually believed it, at the beginning of the year, I thought this was the grand final. when they Everyone played was it. saying that,
2: weren't they? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and, they've, you know, and the Broncos under Wayne Bennett, they've come back a bit. I, I kind of like what they're doing. I think they may get there on Friday night.
2: Well, Tony, I like the way that that they've played this expansive, creative game. It seems as though Wayne's gone away from the game plan that he was so well-renowned for, when it was the Dragons and the Broncos before that. But um, the way they're playing is it's got the ability to upset the Cowboys with their offloads and their ball movement, but it's high risk. It's going to be a lot of sweat on the ball up there because it's very humid and it could, could play in the hands of the Cowboys, I think. There are some
1: great games of footy this weekend,
2: two brilliant ones, and
1: waiting in readiness, of course, are the Sharks, uh, and the Melbourne Storm. Scott Sattler, uh, your prawns await. Uh, I've done sandwiches for you. I hope the gout doesn't hurt you too much. <laughs> thanks for being part of the show, buddy. Yeah, thanks, Tone. All right. Thank you too as well. Catch up next time.
0: This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. News only is directed.